Hello everyone and welcome to the Real Estate Power Hour with Pam and we focus on real estate power words that change up how you stand out from all of your competition no matter who it is and so today's topic is actually around how you stand out from a computer believe it or not <laughs> thanks for the heart Tom I appreciate it uh, <laughs> So um, just as a reminder, um, this is episode 69, so we're hitting 70 next week. That's very exciting. Uh, and I want to make sure that when you're doing your Facebook post, remember if you share someone's post that you want to make sure you write something at the top. So often we get, you know, oh, this is really cool. And so you share it to your page and you don't pay any attention to the fact that Facebook has a block up here that um, basically says... Uh, you know, what would you like to say? This is one of the elements of you being human. Remember that the reason why you're sharing something on your timeline is to let others know that information. But they're not interested in just that information. They want to know what you think, what's important to you. So if you're, you know, say you're promoting, um, you know, top five bathrooms, uh, refinishes or renovations in Scottsdale. Uh, you say, oh, I love number three. You know, check it out and, and comment below and let me know which one you like best. All right, so that's asking for engagement, but more importantly, it's voicing your opinion because people want to know what you think and what's important to you, not just that article. So never ever share a post and not provide some sort of insight, perspective, whatever, and try to make it at least two lines long. Just saying, check this out, is not uh, the right way to do it. So again, one of the things that, you know, as a, as a certified um, traffic and conversion uh, um, uh, consultant, um, I forget the exact title, uh, my job is to help you be more successful with your marketing in the digital world. So, um, and, and the digital world is here, um, clearly, and we're going to talk a bit more about what that all means. So just to remind you, last week, episode 60, 68 should be on iTunes on the podcast. So uh, for those of you who don't know it, um, Power Words, um, real, estate, uh, real Estate, let's see, what is it? It's uh, Power Words for Real Estate. And so you just type in Power Words in your iTunes um, field, search field, and up will come all of the podcasts. And you can listen to those while you're driving, uh, while you're running, what, whatever it is that you do, or biking, uh, where you can listen to something and still, um, and still be able to do that at the same time. So multitasking, gosh forbid. So, <laughs> so what we talked about last week was the self-service and buyout models. So for those folks who were not part of the conversation, um, I want to make sure that we're clear about what those are, okay? Because you know, we, yeah, I had some questions after last week's session that were excellent, and I wanted to make sure we covered them today. Hey, Fran. So um, basically, there's the buyout model, okay? And that's what Open Door, Knock, OfferPad, that genre um, are about. So they're they're going to go in the time when they would compete with you most is at the beginning where uh, you know a, a client is or a, a prospect is evaluating what their needs are okay so think about that 
what are you know and if you can get to them first to have that conversation that's that's better right because what they're going to do is they're going to say okay how much time do i have uh how important is the dollar amount i get for my place and um how much you know basically how much do i want to spend in other words the way that we think it based on the pace of the world today is that we don't have a lot of time to think. So we think in generalities. And so instead of thinking, let's see, if I use an agent, that's 6% and then there'll be one and a half to two and a half percent closing costs. So that'll run between eight and 10%. Uh, turns out that, you know, eight, to 10% of a $300,000 house is uh, somewhere between 24 and 30,000. Um, so uh, let's see, you know, how much if, if offer pad or open door offer me somewhere around there. So let's say they offer me, you know, um, uh, you know, let's see, so 30,270. Let's say they offer me 255. Good morning, Kelly. So you start thinking about, well, 255, yeah, it's probably worth it to get out of here right now. Because if you think about it, the way a seller, a homeowner is thinking is, how much time is it gonna take to do all of this? So let's say it takes a week, 10 days, to get your home on the market, because you gotta do you know, photographs, put the sign up, between the MLS and all that good stuff. So, so let's say it takes that long. Then, depending on what market you're in, Right. So um, it's even in Phoenix, you know, we've got Glendale, Peoria, Chandler, Mesa, Tempe, Scottsdale, North Phoenix. So all of those have different days on market because they're all extremely different neighborhoods. By the way, allergy season is like at a 10 out of 10 here in Phoenix. So I might sneeze. <laughs> I'll just apologize for that right now. Um, that's the problem with Facebook Live, right? You can't edit it out. <laughs> so so if you think about it, though, when 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 I've heard agents say, "Well, this isn't a threat to me," I mean, there's some dialogue on Facebook that um, that that basically says, "Well, this isn't a threat. We provide great service." And what are they going to do, you know, when this happens or that happens? Well, the bottom line is, for these models, the buyout models, they don't. There's they're just buying it out. You can't compete with them buying it out unless you figure out how to make it seem easier and and more simple or simpler. Uh, when you're trying to uh, explain to your leads why they should use an agent. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, Jennifer, I hope your, your husband's okay. Um, always have time to learn. I'm glad to hear that. Good girl. Um, so the, um, the idea here is, is that they're buying it out. So you have to educate your leads up front so that they don't even think about going to OfferPad. Oh, well, I want to use Fran because... She gets me. She understands who I am, what my needs are, and, and she's going to make it simple for me. You know, the, the, you know, leave, leave everything to me kind of, you know, uh, reassurance. So your marketing needs to say that because your marketing right now, most real estate marketing says open house, must see, uh, won't last long. This gem, I hate that term. This gem, it, you know, is is uh, the right home for you, uh, or I know you'll love this home. Um, you know, or looking for a home. You know, looking to sell. You know, so it's always this hypey stuff that doesn't work anymore, 
right? In the in, in 90s, it probably worked, but not anymore. So so OfferPad and Open Door and all those guys, you're opening the door to them because nobody likes the messages that, that you're doing. Hey, Johnny. Um, so um, it's one of those things where, uh, and I have an interesting point where you can make money off of these folks uh, in, in a little, in a, a couple minutes. Um, but you should be paying attention to them and you should be trying to get to your leads with simplicity messages in your marketing. Not, you know, not just, you know, leave the driving to me, but because some people don't want to do that. But most people are, remember, um, when we did the disc sessions, um, and I don't remember the episode numbers, uh, but they are labeled on Facebook. So you can go on to the SOS Inc. marketing page and then go under videos on the left-hand side and um, look at the labels, look for DISC, D-I-S-C. Um, hi, Beth. Um, and so the idea here is that um, you want to uh, think about how your, how your audience of uh, 42% or more of the population are high or S's, have a predominant S characteristic, which means that they're, they're people pleasers and they're hugely afraid of risk. They want to analyze and think about things. So they're also C's. So SC's tend to go together. So if they're analyzing risk and that type of thing, they're not seeing open door as risky. And I'll use open door to kind of cover that whole group offer pad knock so I don't keep saying them over and over again. But they're going to pay cash for the house. I'm going to get out of this whole thing like that because they actually are saying that they can finish from start to finish. They're going to get the transaction completed um, within uh, 10 days or thereabouts. So, excuse me, allergies, sorry. Um, <laughs> see, on the podcast, you can't see me doing that. Uh, <laughs> So, hey, Jerry. Um, so, so think about that. Think, and then there's going to be, you know, a huge upside to offer pad and open door doing this. Now, the, um, the, and it eliminates stress. Remember, so speed, not worried about cost. So it's like, how much is the cost of me getting my home sold? Speed of transaction. Uh, I get out of my house. Um, they pay for my move, usually. Um, and I don't have any open houses. I don't have people traipsing through my house. So I'll tell you the person, you know, making your bed every day is a pain in the butt. Uh, <laughs> um, making sure that the house is dust free, which is hard in Phoenix. Um, you know, all of that stuff and then dealing with agents. Right. And, and, and that isn't necessarily a, a, um, a bad thing, except that when you don't know, uh, whether or not you want to work with this person and, you know, you're trusting them with your biggest asset it's stressful, right? So I can, I, how much is that worth? 10 grand, 20 grand, depending on how much money you take home, 50 grand. But let's talk about who these people, what they're buying. All right. Because this is really important. Um, so they're not buying the house on the bottom, right? Move in ready, beautiful, great paint job. They're buying this house and turning it into this house. So they're not going after the move-in ready target. So which one should you go after? The move-in ready homes, right? The ones where it's, remember, the, the message to your buyers is simplicity. You don't even just turn the key and you just walk in and, and, and you know, grab your furniture. Um, so... Um, the, the interesting thing about that is that 
Um, if you can talk about simplicity and focus on these homes as opposed to these homes, because these homes are what Open Door is going to compete with you at. They're going to say, hey, I can get you out of here right now. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to deal with anything. Cash buyer, just, you know, we'll move you. You're out of here. And the reason why they want to move you is because they have um, a, an average, and I just read this, but it's between like 24 days and 45 days of uh, flip time. And they're trying to keep it under 30. So it depends. Open Door has different stats than, um, than OfferPad. But Open Door is faster, actually, in flipping a house. Now, that might be that they buy homes that need less work. It might be that they have contractors that are just, you know, zoom, 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 zoom. Uh, or it might be that OfferPad is more thorough. We don't know the answer to that. But if, if you want to talk about who you should be targeting, target the homes that are move-in ready or educate this audience about how you can make this a simple transition. Um, and, and there's only so much you can do. So the question is, where do you want to spend your time and your money? Because if you focus on these homes, right, that need to be um, uh, upgraded and updated, and I mean, you know, take a look at some of these other ones. So this is, these are real homes, by the way. Uh, so this is the dining room. Oops. Uh, the dining room before, look at that, look at that pendulum lamp. <laughs> and the floors are really crappy. They're all beat up and everything. And then look at this. They've added built-ins on either side. You know, they've cleaned up the floors and restained them. And of course, they've staged it and they've changed the lighting fixture. So um, again, if you're selling this home, for one, you get a higher commission because a move-in ready home is typically more expensive. Right. So you don't want and, and part of the education process here. Remember when I was talking about you have to your Facebook posts needs to uh, Facebook posts and ads need to um, educate, inspire, um, convince and um, and entertain. OK, so this is your this is your information or your inspiration or your education. Most likely it's your education um, messaging, which is. You know, if you're if you're thinking about, I mean, you don't need to not mention them. They're not going away. I mean, people who think, well, don't give them any press because, you know, all that does is propagate people for, you know, of, of knowing about them. And it's like, yeah, I don't think, you know, that's really a valid thought. Um, it's <laughs> they're already out there. Um, Open door, according to Forbes magazine. And I posted this yesterday. Um, I believe, uh, on the SOS Inc. marketing page about um, Forbes magazine saying that Open Door in Phoenix, which is where they started, they're from San Francisco, but they started their open their market first here in Phoenix, um, has grown from 2% to 3% um, of the Phoenix market. Now, they, on average, they're, they're buying up about 130 homes a month, okay? So that, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent, but it's, it's a number. It's, it's not small. It's not 10, right? So 130 homes and they're growing and now they're expanding. So, so if you think about it, why would you go after homes that need to be fixed up when you can get better commissions and an easier sale? So you, you want the transactions that are going to go fast. You don't want the, the client who has the fixer up or who wants uh, I don't know, $280,000 for, um, you know, a home that's probably worth two twenty, right? Because that's going to sit on the market. 
And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, the other problem is if it sits on the market, guess what that homeowner is going to be doing with you? Riding you to ask you, what are you doing for marketing? What are you doing to promote my house? Why isn't my house selling? And it's like, because you wouldn't let me price it correctly, right? So, because the homeowner always wins on that one, right? So, so if, if that's the case, then you're going to have to spend more time and time is money. If you spend time on that buyer, I'm sorry, homeowner, if you spend time with that homeowner, you're not spending time with the turnkey home, homeowner. You're not spending time marketing and educating and inspiring and entertaining the leads that have the homes that are going to move fast. You only have, let's call it 12 hours each day, uh, and hopefully only five days a week, not six, but if you only have that amount of time, why are you spending time over here when, when it's not to your benefit, okay? So think about that. Now, self-service models. So we're gonna switch models here. Um, and that's where homie.com comes in. And this is, a, it's an interesting model. And um, the, the thought process is that they're self-serve. Sorry, I'm, I'm scrolling at the same time I'm talking. And I went right by what I wanted to say. Um, so if you think about people saying, oh, well, self-service isn't anywhere near as good as me. You know, I'm a human and I know things and, and I know the law. Well, these are all true things. But do you guys remember the brands Blockbuster and Barnes and & Noble and currently or recently Toys R Us? Remember those? They said that they would never be replaced by Netflix or Amazon because they provide an experience. Sound familiar? They said that e-commerce and the digital world would never take their place. Yeah, and where are they now? How far did that get them? So let's never say never. <laughs> um, let's frequently say never? No, never say never. Um, so think about even our, our self-service grocery stores today, right? So you'll see, um, I don't know that Target has them. I know Walmart has them and I know our Fry's grocery stores do. But what's interesting is if you go to, um, they have self-service. So basically you walk up, you scan your groceries, you put them in a bag and, and you leave and you pay and everything's good. And there's someone there, one person to help, like, I don't know, 10 kiosks. Um, and what's interesting about it is, why is that appealing to people? I don't have to stand in line, most likely, because they have so many kiosks. So speed, again, this is very important. Speed, um, I, don't, I don't need to deal with another human being. I don't need to, everything is just smooth. I just do what I need to do. And they even have scanners now. Uh, where you can scan in your grocery list um, and uh, it'll tally all the dollar amounts and then you go around and grab your food and then just bag it and leave or leave without it bagged in your cart because it's already charged your card. So, I mean, there's some, <laughs> there's some crazy stuff going on with um, digital um, e-commerce type of, of transactions now. And so, um, yeah, and we have that too, yep. Um, or they'll deliver it right to your house, you know, right? So you think about all of these different models and it would be um, wrong, bottom line, for you guys to ignore homie.com. Now, 
will homie.com be, you know, the next Netflix um, or Amazon? Uh, we don't know, right? Um, it's, it's a new, kind of a new model and it is self-service. And yes, you do need to know, you know, something about real estate. Is there exposure? Yeah, maybe. I mean, think about it. For sale by owners, FISBOs, have been around forever, right? Um, I think it was in 2016 was the year that it was the lowest number of homes uh, being sold um, by owner. Uh, it was 8% of all of the homes for sale in the country. And um, I don't know if that's changed yet, so I'll, I'll look that up or if somebody else has that stat, that would be great. But what's interesting about it, though, is that this is a model, the self-service self with access to experts. Granted, it's all digital. So if I have a question, I email the question, I get a response back. So I tested homie.com with some questions and they responded immediately, no matter when I actually, well, not responded immediately, but within an hour, I had an answer. Is everybody going to get that kind of service? I don't know. You know, the thing about the internet is when, when you get a review or somebody mentions you, um, it's, it's out there forever. There's no way to take it off. So is as we build, as these companies build their brands, there will be people. And of course, the people who are unhappy are always the most vocal. So you will see, you know, um, people dissing on homie.com. And I saw someone's reaction. We don't have to worry, an agent, we don't have to worry about them. Look, you know, look at what this guy said. And it's like, that's one person. You know, if, if they're in, you know, 20 different cities and, uh, they're, uh, I think they're, I forget how much, what, how many homes they've, they've, uh, represented at this point, but you think about it, um, you know, and it's, yeah, so I don't know the answer to that. Uh, and I don't know what you mean by local knowledge either. So Tom asked, does, uh, does homie have local knowledge? So they do, they are, they do have state-based knowledge, right? So they know state laws. They started out in Utah, um, and came to Arizona and now are spreading around, but, um, they want to get their model correct before they would expand, which totally makes sense. So when you think about this, how can you, so, so one of the things I was going to point out with, with the grocery example is there's all these self-service kiosks, right? And, and, you know, if you don't want to deal with a human, you can now avoid humans. But what's interesting is their competitor, um, th this grocery store's competitor basically created express lanes and have three cashiers and the idea is that at least you, you're going to interact with a human when you buy your groceries from us. And it's going to be just as fast, which is close to being true. They, they tend to really whip through everybody. Um, it's 15 items or less. So, you know, you're hoping that that, that model works. Um, and so they're making an attempt to keep the human in the role of interacting with their customers and making it a pleasant customer experience. However, the question is, which which way will consumers go? Remember, we're used to sitting at home ordering our groceries, to Jerry's point. Um, and yes, they will have that because um, I'll talk to that in a second, Tom. Um, so, you know, you, you think about, I can do all this stuff electronically. I can order my movies off Netflix. Um, you know, I can, I can do the same with my satellite TV. I don't really need to leave my home, which is a little disturbing. Um, so, so where's the human interaction? It's gotta be where I look or where I spend most of my time when I'm at home, which is in front of a screen. So if you guys aren't, have, don't have a strong digital marketing strategy, 
that focuses on the simplicity of how you lend, how, what value you bring, it's not about the open house anymore. It's not about do you need, you know, homeowners, do you, do you need this or that? It's about becoming a resource of um, information, uh, keeping people up to date, and educating them. So entertaining, inspiring, uh, and educating and also, what's the for the fourth E? Um, <laughs> um, so the I'm gonna look. I'm gonna peek because um, I I still um, struggle with those those three and four. I always remember three of the four, but never all of them. Um, and convince. So it's convince or or influence, right? So uh, you you really want them to realize that they can't live without you. And why why is that? Well. You know, saying that you're hardworking is useless. We nobody cares. You know, uh, it's it it's not a value proposition. Um, so leave that one out. Then you say, um, I give I have excellent customer service. Um, well, hopefully all of you do, and every single one of you will say that, whether you do or don't. Responsive. Okay, there's there's that's closer to being um, uh, a, a human value. But really what they're looking for is they want to get to know you. And what does that mean? Don't everybody do an eye roll at the same time? <laughs> video. So, <laughs> so doing videos so that people can get to know you. And you need to be doing um, a Facebook Live uh, at least once a week. And um, <laughs> Kelly, you're making me stressed out. And <laughs> um, but the idea here is, is that you do have hands down the way to show that you're human, but you can no longer hide behind your computer and staying at home. Uh, so Tom had asked, um, do they have local knowledge such as sales and uh, price trends? Absolutely. Um, I can get that information, frankly. Um, and, and they're in, they were, they're a brokerage. They're not, they're not like, they're not unfamiliar with what's going on in these specific markets. And so, yes, they do have that. They also have real estate attorneys to review your contracts and that type of thing. Um, you know, so they, they've got resources and they actually, I think they have agents on staff too. So not to represent your house, but to advise you. Okay. So they, the question is, you know, and they would know local law. So they're, they're really close uh, to being more than digital. But their model is basically communication through email. Uh, and that way they can process more people, right? So, and, and their pricing is, is worth trying, right? Because they're at, they're at $199 to get started and then $12.99 at the closing. So that's $1,500. Why wouldn't you try it? and see if it works. And if you struggle with it, then you go and do the realtor path. Think about that. Now, uh, th at that point in time, you might go to open door and say, I don't wanna deal with anybody right now, I'm done. But these players are creating um, options and potential confusion on which direction is best, which means it's your job digitally online to communicate why people should, should uh, go with an agent with you specifically. So that means you don't have a choice. You've got to be on video. You've got to do this. The reason why I do this every week is so you guys can see me. You can ask me questions and we interact. 
Um, so Tom said, so power agents, we need to get out and uh, uh, know our target communities and neighborhoods. We have to educate and gain trust with sellers and buyers. Exactly. And you need to do it far enough in advance that they understand before they even entertain the idea of, of uh, either a buyout or a um, homey.com. So, but the problem is most of your marketing is very, very 90s, right? So we need to fix that. That's where the problem is. So um, first of all, make sure that you're targeting um, the people like, check, check out this kitchen. Hey Tom, does this kitchen look anywhere near familiar? Um, so, uh, there's the kitchen. This is what open door or, um, uh, offer pad or knock would buy. And this is what they change it into. So notice the windows are still in the same spot. Actually, they added a window. They moved the refrigerator. They put in a marble or granite countertop and put some pendant lighting in, you know, and put in stainless steel appliances and voila. So, so first of all, remember who it is that you want to target. If you do generic marketing, you will get generic results and you will lose business to these types of companies. So it's important that every post, every interaction, <laughs> yes, um, is, um, is, is about humanness, is about here's what I do. I can relate to you. So I'm a big fan of Donald Miller's story brand. And uh, how, and the whole thing is, is that you're the guide and your hero is your buyer or your homeowner, right? And so you want, the, that message needs to come through. It also has, you have to show empathy towards their situation. So you might say, uh, buyers, are you frustrated with the low inventory on the Phoenix market? I hear you, exclamation point. Let's sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk about your real estate options. Remember, the sit down for a cup of coffee is human. I mean, people say, well, I don't drink coffee. Seriously? Then have water. I mean, you're missing the point. Is <laughs> what my frustration is. It's you're missing the point. Meet with them and, and buy them a cup of coffee and interact with them and, and, and say, you know, nobody else does, you know, the, the bottom line is people know and, and you can educate people by posting about, you know, uh, you know, have you heard about these buyout models? Well, if you have a, a move-in ready home, they're going to really underbid you. So instead, what we need to do is if, if speed is of the essence, let's sit down and talk about how we can increase the speed of this transaction. What things can we do to help the speed of the transaction? Because you can't make a commitment like that unless you have the cash to buy their home. And that is another model, by the way. Um, who is it? I can't remember. Um, it might be Zillow. Uh, somebody out there, um, says that we're going to put your house on the market and if it doesn't sell in six weeks, we'll buy it. So, um, which is also an interesting business model, right? Because basically what it's saying is there's no risk. Again, these, these models. So how do you as an agent help people feel like there's no risk? Um, excellent. Um, smart lady. Jerry says that I have a lot of those types of meetings and I bring a buyer's agency contract and that's exactly what you want to do. Close the deal while they love you. All right. And everybody loves Jerry. Jerry's fantastic. She's awesome. And, uh, and as soon as you meet Jerry, so Jerry's challenge is that when you meet Jerry, she's fantastic. Jerry's challenge is how does she get the meeting? 
And actually, it's yours too. Every single one of you that's listening or watching right now, that's the problem, right? So how do we get the solution? How do we get in front of these people? And how and what do we say, right? Which is the other thing. So um, I promised you, we'll get to that. We'll get to the answer in a second. I promised you I would tell you about the upside because um, Kelly's over there getting depressed and sad. <laughs> <laughs> Except she's got one of the hottest markets in the country. So, you know, Kelly, let's let's be reasonable here. Um, so uh, John said, before we get on to this next thing, uh, but they buy at under market value, Tom, and then flip. So yes, they do, but, but, but not necessarily under market value. The market value is what somebody's willing to pay. All right, so think about this, John. If I own this this kitchen right and I say this kitchen and this house which has as the lovely paneling goes all the way throughout the house uh, and as do the laminate countertops in the bathroom um, and you know all the other things that go with the home um, then and I want three hundred thousand dollars for that house here in Phoenix as an example um, and that's just crazy that house is going to sit on the market for a very long time. And the and on the flip side, we also have beautiful, you know, over a million dollar homes. And we had a 36% increase of homes over a million dollars. Guess what? They flooded the market. Everybody and his brother with over a million dollar home is, is out there now selling their home. Well, nobody can afford them. This is Phoenix. We don't have that kind of income. We're not Seattle. We're not Washington, D.C. or San Francisco or L.A. We just don't make that kind of money. So those homes will sit, right? And the homes that are need renovation are going to sit. So market value is, is not necessarily... So if the person takes $300,000 and says, all right, I'm going to subtract the closing costs, including all the agent commissions, and I get down to two seventy. dollars right? That's not realistic. That home's not going to sell for $300,000. It's going to sell for maybe two forty, dollars right? And then you've got to take that 10% off. There's $24,000. So now you're at two sixteen, dollars right? So I think I did that right. Um, so two sixteen, dollars and OfferPad offer or OpenDoor may have offered two twenty because they already know what they've got to do, right? To get the house and flip it and turn it around and sell it for $300,000, okay? So this concept of, oh, well, they buy it for under market value, they're going to negotiate based on how much renovation needs to be done uh, and what they know about the house, and they're making an educated guess on what they can flip it for. Now, they typically make um, 7 7% uh, profit, um, they're working on, I think it's, it moved from seven, I think to eight and a half. So they're working on, you know, how do we streamline the process in order to make more profit off of these homes? But that's not a ton of money. So a $300,000 house, they're going to turn around and sell it for three twenty-five, dollars right? So if you think about that, there's not a lot of money in this business. Uh, what they're doing is trying to go for volume, right? So here's the kicker. Pay attention. Fran asked an excellent question uh, after the session last week. She said, if I'm a buyer's agent and I bring a buyer to an open door house, do I still get a 3% commission? And I said, near as I can tell, based on the websites and what I looked for, yes, you would still get a 3% uh, commission. So here's what's interesting. 
let's say you there's a way to track what homes open door buys. I don't know if there is, but we need to find it because here's why. Once they offer pad or open door buy a house, we now know that they're going to flip it. So open doors flip rate is uh, you know from from uh, possession to to market is about 24 to 30 days and offer pads I think is 30 to 45 and it varies depending on the season and the, and what city you're in and all that good stuff. So that's ballpark. All right, so now you know when that house is gonna hit the market and you know where it is, you know what it looked like before, you know everything about that house, you watch it like a hawk and you get buyers lined up for it right? Because it might be in a desirable neighborhood or have a desirable feature like a large lot or an air-conditioned garage. Out here, that's a big deal. Um, and and so now you know when it's going to flip. Now you line up your buyers and they make an offer. You get the 3%. So there's no other model where you're going to know when a house is going to come on the market, except with these guys. Does that make sense? Yeah, Kelly, I know you said we have nothing to sell. We have the same problem here in Phoenix um, with low inventory. So think about that again. You can be the buyer's agent because you know when that house is going to go on the market. They're going to flip it. Most agents are not going to do the work to pay attention to a house that's been purchased by Open Door. Um, I don't I don't know that answer yet. I just came to this revelation this morning when I was creating my notes. <laughs> so uh, can't you look at, at um, buyer of record or something like that? Um, so you would just look for Open Door buyers of record and you should be able to, um, to find that information. Uh, I would think I don't have access to that information, so I'm assuming that you'd be able to to find that online somewhere. So let's go back to okay. So let's go back to okay. So there's one revenue opportunity. So Fran, to your point, if you go on and look at buyer record, and now you know what homes are coming up before, and nobody else is going to think about this. So this is our secret. This is a power secret. I'm just saying. Because we're going to unleash our superpowers, our real estate superpowers on Open Door, and we're going to make money off of them. Okay? Um, uh, are they houses on the MLS? Yes. Yeah. They they would list on the MLS. Well, they're also going to, and they have buyers. So let me rephrase that. So they, um, I'm trying to think because the model's evolving. They're trying to figure out you know, how to cover all their bases, which will be the death of them. You you want to be an expert in one particular area, which is why I talk to you guys about target markets. So you want to make sure if they're going to spread out. So homey.com has homey sellers, homeowners, and homey buyers, and they encourage the two to go together. And then they give the buyer a rebate if um, if they buy a homey, um, home, homey represented home, which is really hard to say. Um, so... That's an interesting kind of incestual relationship, right? But but I get it, right? It would be the equivalent of, um, you know, uh, Tom and and uh, you know uh, John Cunningham, uh, you know, both, two agents in Phoenix uh, helping each other out, saying, "I've got a home for sale. Do you have any buyers?" Right? 
So that's something that is really smart. And I don't think most brokerages uh, do that. I, I don't know. You guys tell me. You're, you're the agents. Um, so uh, if you can, yeah, exactly, Tom. You can search, you can search uh, your MLS by, for sales by broker. And the brokerage would be Open Door, OfferPad, Knock, whomever. Um, not Homie because Homie's not buying the house. They're self-service, remember? So, although they are the brokerage, so um, they're not buying the house, though. So, you'd have to look at, oh, I don't know if you can tell the difference between a self-service broker and uh, someone who's bought cash. But at the very least, you can search, you know, under the O's for offer pad and open door and under the H's to see what homie's doing. Um, but in any case... Um, <laughs> hey, Nick. Um, yeah, you're finally on. Well, you're going to have to listen to the podcast or uh, watch the video uh, for the rest of this. So, so if we're thinking about focusing on target markets where where the homes are in already in good shape, right? So that's the other question: is what's the percentage of homes in your location? that are fixer uppers basically homes that have kitchens like this i just i seriously what were we thinking in the 60s uh let's do more wood paneling um and whoever made laminate is is not doing us any favors um but but the the question really comes down to what does your market look like and then how do you communicate with them so ideas, because I promised I would share ideas about how do you market to your leads to uh, to educate them in advance. Well, you know what I'm going to say already. First of all, I mentioned video. So the nice thing about video is that you, it's only painful for about 30 seconds because that's how long your video should be. So and uh, we did a Facebook Live. I did a video marketing uh, workshop uh, earlier this week. And uh, one of the guys goes around to business owners, big shock, uh, and calls it, you know, exploring your zip code. And he says, I'm in whatever, you know, 85085. And we're at um, El Encanto Dos, you know, having, you know, awesome Mexican food. This is the, the manager, day manager. This is George. George, what's your favorite thing on the menu? George tells him what it is, and it's like, okay, well, 85085 has X number of homes for sale. Average price is this. Um, you know, if you have any questions, let me know. You can call or text me at da da da, da and done. What a great idea. And um, I told him that I was probably going to share that, uh, and I just did. Uh, so if, you, if you're lacking for things to do videos of, you can go and, and, and look up a zip code and what homes are for sale and what their average price is. That's all available public knowledge. Um, even if you're, you know, using Zillow or some other, you know, I'm assuming RPR reports might have a general neighborhood type of thing as well. Um, uh, so it's important that you be in front of them and that they see that you're a normal person. Like for instance, this guy was not, he was not, um, uh, he, he was not prepared, right? We did this off on the fly. We, we decided what our topic was going to be in one minute and went, on, went live on, on Facebook. And so, you know, he's saying, um, and, and the, you know, he's kind of rambling. That's okay. Now, just bear in mind that you always want to start with a hook. You want to start with, did you know? 
That is like the best opening of any video. Did you know that 90% of home buyers actually spend 8 to 11 weeks searching for a home online before they make a move or see anything? Did you also know that a lot of those listings are already under contract by the time you decide to make you know some sort of a move and call a, a real estate agent? So what's the smart thing to do here? Why don't you let me do all your work for you? Notice the ease, simplicity message in that. All right, so my job is to make sure that you know what's gonna be coming on the market, what's on the market, and what's not on the market so you don't fall in love with it. Text or call me at blah, blah, blah. Um, I hope to see you at the coffee shop. You name a coffee shop if you want. Um, Judy said, there's an open door listing in my neighborhood. It's overpriced and hasn't sold for over 77 days. Um, it's interesting, Judy. So uh, I'm going to post some days on market information, but 77 days is not that long. Um, the average, I think, in Phoenix, um, it depends on where you are. So you're in Tempe, Ahwatukee area. Um, and I think those homes, that's not that's not a bad that's not a, a, a bad number. So uh, it might be overpriced. You know, God love them for trying. Uh, you, as, as one of my friends said, you, um, you can't raise the price. Well, actually, Hal taught me that you can. Um, but you can't raise the price, but you can always lower it, right? So if they're looking to figure, because homes are, um, so uh, rare, uh, you know, there's low inventory, they're probably trying to get to increase their rate in margin. So it doesn't hurt them to try. So 77 days is not, is not that big of a deal. I think the nationwide average, I remember reading this, don't hold me to it, was 98 days. Um, and, and of course that, you know, in Boston or in Seattle is probably non-existent, right? It's probably like three days. Um, so, it depends on the house. It depends on the neighborhood. All those good things, but um, you know, God love them what they're what they're doing. So um, they're figuring out what the market will bear, right? And that's research. And there's only one way to do research is to test. So, um, oh, okay. So Judy said most of the homes in this price range have been selling in days or at least within seven days. So you know, obviously, it's not the same kind of home where it would have sold. Uh, uh, or that they have, they've decided that they put so much money into it, they have to get a certain amount out and they're going to wait for the right buyer. Um, but I don't think 77 days is, is that out of whack. Um, but you know, you know, the market, that market better than I do. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Please keep us, um, up to date on when that house sells. Okay. Promise. Um, so back to, to videos, all right? So what that does is it provides a facial connection. So you doing video behind the camera doesn't do that. Um, I, you know, to get used to how your camera works and what you're doing, uh, you could try to do behind the video and do interviews. But the problem with that is, is all you're really doing is helping people relate to the person on the other side of the camera, not you. And, and so, um, even video marketing is evolving really fast because I used to say, you know, you, you know, don't be, don't worry about being behind the camera. It'll be okay. You know, you don't need to be in front of it. That's no longer the case because we have to focus on your humanness, your ability to reassure someone that you know what you're doing and, and you can all do that. And it's important 
um, that, that just like you would communicate to, if you were buying this person a cup of coffee, you would communicate to them the same way through the camera. So Jerry, your script is exactly the same with the camera as it would be when you're sitting down for coffee. As a matter of fact, my cup's empty, um, but you could, you could start your video with, hey, it's good to see you. So talk to the camera like it's a buyer and say, I'm glad that you were able to join me. You know, one of the things that we talked about on the phone was about um, how frustrated you are with not being able to find the right home for you, um, that you keep losing those homes to other bids. Um, so let's sit down and let's talk about that. Um, you know, this is how I would approach it. Da, 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 da. All right, so no more than two minutes. When you're educating, you get two minutes, but you had to start out with something entertaining or interesting. You can't just start out with, let me tell you how to make sure that you get the next home you bid on, because that's boring. Now you're, now you're trying to teach me something and I didn't ask for it. But if you have a cup of coffee, Kelly, if you're, you know, you can hold up your cup of coffee and go, oh, I'm so glad I'm at Joe's Coffee today. I'm really, I really needed at least two cups. So have a seat and let's talk about this market. And, you know, just give a couple of statistics and say, want to know more? Text or call me. I'm here for you and to help you answer your questions. Thanks for watching. And, you know, that's it. And, and so, again, you're talking to the camera, just like you would talk to another human. Um, so um, that's important. Now, it, so that's one prong in the fork. Remember, your marketing fork has... Four prongs. I didn't bring a fork in. Sorry, guys. Um, so four prongs. And and so video is definitely one of them. Then you can post that on YouTube, right? So you can download any Facebook video, upload it to YouTube. And I actually think, I think Facebook's now allowing you just to upload to YouTube directly, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Might be a plug-in. Um, so, uh, you know, you can go to YouTube, which is also important. And then... Um, then move to how else you're going to market yourself. So that's in Facebook posts. That's in putting content on your website that is valuable to people. So for instance, it would be really cool if you had an article about, um, you know, are you, are, do you feel like you're missing out on every home that, that, you know, you bid on? Here's some reasons why. Here's some things you can do about it. So I don't know if Hal's on or not, but, um, you know, that would be a great article for him to write or Tom, you know, you can, it's important that, that all of you with WordPress word websites, um, you know, you can write the, the article in anything, whether it's Microsoft Word or Google Docs, you write it, um, and, you know, make sure it's 300 words and then I'll help you, you know, get it onto your WordPress site. But it's, you know, you don't need to start inside the WordPress site. But you do need to write the articles so we can put them on the site. Um, so what you're going to do then is you're going to do a Facebook ad. So you knew Facebook was going to come in again. Um, so you're going to do a Facebook ad. And the Facebook ad's going to say, struggling to find the home for you, um, the, the right home for you, or struggling with um, homes going to other buyers. Um, you know, is the competition really tough out there? And, and Phoenix and, and, um, you know, Seattle are in that situation. Um, so, uh, it's important for you to, uh, 
have something for them to go to. So the ad would talk about that. Um, you'd have a photo that shows somebody, you know, frustrated, you know, or a, a, a couple um, looking disappointed, right? And you can get those off of 123RFRalphFrank.com uh, and, uh, and have that photo show, um, you know, e either their frustration or one of the things StoryBrand talks about is your aspiring identity. In other words, what, who, what do you want them to look like when they do get their house? So you could have, you could say, are you struggling to find the right house? Wouldn't you like to be like this couple? And then have them high, you know, jumping up and high-fiving or, or you know, doing something, you know, jumping up and down type of thing. And so the importance of that is that it shows that they're happy and that you can bring them happiness. You can, you are the guide to get them to that happy point. Okay. So, um, or holding a sold sign would also work. So that's, what's important about, um, your Facebook ads and the right photos that show, um, success and show happiness. And so that's an important part of your Facebook ads. Um, for um, and something we're going to cover in the workshop that's coming up on Monday. So let's see. Um, <laughs> Kelly said she spilled her coffee yesterday. Um, well, hopefully you didn't spill it on you because that would hurt. Jerry said, so are you uh, talking a video versus a live? Yeah, so <sighs> um, for you could do either. Facebook is going to love you more. In other words, that means they're going to show your video to more people if it's live. So um, that's the preferred method. Not only that, but if you do a recording video, you're most likely going to do it in front of a laptop and you're going to be staring at the laptop. Or worse yet, you're going to stare at the laptop like this. And then you're going to need to put on your glasses because you can't see what it says or you're going to be squinting. And that's really not a compelling look for someone to view your video. So with Facebook Live, I'm look, you know, I've got my tripod, I've got my phone, and I'm looking at you guys. I'm I'm looking right about there on my cam on my on my phone. I call it my camera. It's really not my phone because I don't answer it. Um, but I do text on it. Um, so it's my texter. Um, so the the doing a regular video, then you have to uh, either edit it or upload it to Facebook, right? So it's so much faster and easier. I'm about one and done. So, you know, is this going to be perfect? No, they never are. There's always stuff that happens or, you know, I miss or forget. Uh, but the idea is, is that I'm still bonding with you. I'm still answering questions. We're still interacting. And that's the purpose of this session is to share information and tell you what's working and what's not working. And so if you're doing a, a live session, it should only be, you know, it should be pretty short. Um, if you can keep it to 30 seconds, that's great. Uh, usually if you're interviewing someone and providing information, you can do that in a minute and a half to two minutes. But all you're really doing, if you're interviewing someone or providing information about a zip code or a particular neighborhood, it's very short because you're going to turn around to that person and say, okay, you got 30 seconds. What's your favorite thing on the menu? Oh, I absolutely love that. Da, 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 da. Um, and and uh, what makes that special? And it's like, well, we put the special sauce on it. And uh, it's like, well, that's awesome. Well, you know, this is just, you know, this is Joe's Cafe in so-and-so neighborhood. 
um, you know, in this zip code, if you want to include the zip code, depending on what you're doing. Uh, but, but it's about information and about building your rapport with people. And if you're just going to do it, it for, so anybody who's got any videos longer than two minutes, get rid of them. Nobody's going to watch them. Nobody wants to hear you interview and read off of a screen. Useless. You've got to be entertaining first and educate second. And if you can't entertain, inspire. Think of Tony Robbins and some of the short videos he, he's done or Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, this really is about if you want to compete against other agents. So this doesn't just apply, by the way, this, this um, advice and perspective and tips don't just apply to competing with OfferPad and OpenDoor and Homey.com. This has to do with competing with other agents. How are you going to stand out? When I did the video marketing session, there was about 10 agents there and every single one of them had done video and was doing video. What they didn't know was what works and what doesn't work. So they were there to learn what to say, what not to say, how to say it, and how to use the tools and that kind of stuff. But every, you know, and so they are head and shoulders above most agents because most agents, for some reason, I don't know what it is, are afraid to use the camera as a video camera and they're afraid to do Facebook lives. And, um, it's all about being a person and you guys are in a people business. You talk to people every day. So this is no different. It's just that there really isn't some, well, you guys are on the other side. You, we are talking to another person. And so that's why Facebook live is so important. The other reason Jerry, um, in using Facebook live is that anytime that you do a Facebook live, all of your friends, not all of them, but I actually don't know if all of them get notified. Um, but people who engage with your site, with your page, your Facebook page, I'll get notified that you're, go you're live. So you guys get notices when I go live, uh, if you've interacted with my page. It's like, Pam, you know, uh, SOS Inc. Marketing is, has gone live, you know, and then everybody tromps over and goes to SOS Marketing, or you can click on that button, actually. Um, so, so that's another reason, is that it lets people know that, you know, you're, you're around. And it's quite possibly you're going to be talking to no one. In 30 seconds, people don't really have a, a chance to join. If you notice, um, I usually fill in the first two minutes with some sort of factoid or advice that's not related to the specific topic because I'm trying to make sure everybody gets on. So it's important for you to, again, just to review, figure out who your target market is. What kind of homes are the best, um, are the type that you want to list and market to those people? Because if you fix your uppers, that's where you're going to run into your open doors and your offer pads which means that if you're going to market to homeowners in a, say, a lower price range, right, um, then you've got to understand that those homes will probably sit. If you do get that listing, they're going to sit. Um, and uh, you're going to spend a lot of money on marketing, a lot of time and effort, a lot of worry, and a lot of interaction with a grumpy homeowner. All right? Life's too short to do any of those five things. I'm sorry. So what instead you do is you let Open Door buy it. You track it for the 24 days and watch when it comes on the market and turn around and bring a buyer to that and, and be prepared to do that because odds are they're not going to add a, a fourth bedroom or whatever. So if somebody's looking for a three bedroom, two bath, they're going to upgrade it. So again, the profile of this kitchen, you know, basically they got rid of the peninsula and they moved an island in here instead. But in general, everything kind of shifted around, but it, the structure is still there. The bones of the home are still there. 
So, you know, once you understand what your buyers want, you can say there's a home that's going to come on the market in the next 30 days. This is where it's at. Um, don't judge a book by its cover. Is this where you want to live? So, yeah, exactly. So I'm um, glad you like that, Tom. So what do you, what do the rest of you think? <laughs> so, you know, this is really what, it's about using things that work. So again, you want to educate, um, entertain, inspire, inform, uh, and potentially convince people that, that you are a human, that you as a non-digital uh, type of communicator want to meet with them for coffee, uh, you want to explore their real estate options with them, answer their questions. That's what the video is about. It's really about exploring, um, you know, helping them see that you're just not going to bite, right? Because they don't know that in an email. If you think that by sending emails, getting people on a drip campaign is somehow going to build bonding with your um, leads, that is, that is emails important, and that's how you're going to get them to your content of value, the articles and the knowledge, and that's how you're going to educate digitally. But you can't build a relationship that way. You've got to be on video. So if, if, if it requires, if you feel, Jerry, if you feel more comfortable just doing a regular video, to, I wouldn't understand why you would want to do that because um, just so you guys know, and this might be why you're not doing it, when you do Facebook Live, if you're doing it for under two minutes, like I said, there's not many, not very many, not very many people will join. Okay, so you don't have to worry about anybody seeing it live. But then what you can do is you can cancel it. You don't have to publish it. It's not going to be published on your page until you say yes, I do want it published, or it'll go away. It won't be there. It'll, you can delete it. So that's a new feature, relatively new feature uh, from Facebook. So when I close out on this, which I'm going to do right now. Um, the, uh, okay, you love lives. Okay, good. Um, so when, when I close out on this, I'll hit finish and then it will say delete or publish and I will say publish. And, and so it's, it's very easy to do and it's going to make the difference between you and your sales and someone like homie.com where you're going to have it. Homie.com isn't going to do this kind of video. That's how you're going to stand out. And so video has become even more important as these different business models come into play. Okay? So hopefully you found this helpful. I hope I've actually gotten you to think about um, some different ways to market yourself or how important certain ways of marketing you is really more important than ever. So if you come up with questions or whatever, either post them here or um, post start a new post on my page here. And uh, let me know uh, if there's anything um, that, you know, other people can answer. That's the whole idea. We interact this way. So let me know. And then uh, pro tip, have a glass of wine before going live. <laughs> that could be good. It could be bad. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for your time today. Look forward to next Thursday session. Remember that these are every Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Jerry said, I got banned from the mom's group because I posted a live on their group at an open house. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right, you guys. Take care and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.